Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here. I also have the one, the only, the oh-so-famous Miss Melanie Borden with me. Melanie, how you doing? Hello. Good <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> hey, this is going to be fun. This is kind of like our, our first kind of kickoff to just a series about anything and everything, just dealership strategy, you know, operations, marketing. Like, I, I'm just excited just to get into this with you. You know, we've been talking about doing this for a while, so it's it's cool to to get together and, and finally do it. And and I love today's first topic, by the way, like retention, right? Like, I, I feel like as an industry, we spend so much time talking about acquisition, acquisition, acquisition. Like, I have to acquire everyone. <laughs> you know, it's like, and we just don't spend enough time just talking about, or maybe just strategizing around, you know, the customers that we do already have and, and, and how do we connect with them on a regular basis? So, so this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure you're, you're excited too, right? You ready to do this? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Melanie, when I was thinking about retention, you know, we have, a, we had a little bit of time to chat before we got onto the podcast, but um, I think the first things first is just audience. You know, mm -hmm. the two of us, we've, we've been in a lot of marketing meetings a lot. <laughs> and and it's so funny. We, we have a tendency of just going straight to the creative and going, hey, this will, this is a good idea. You know, and I don't think we ever spend enough time to really talk about who that audience is and what that audience really cares about. So mm -hmm. I'm curious to get your thoughts. Like when you think of like retention and, you know, identifying audience and audience development, like what's what's kind of the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, specifically with marketing and advertising, I... I automatically always think about a dealership's PMA or their primary market uh, area or their AOR, or AOI, whatever the manufacturer deems it to be. That's what I automatically think of <laughs> anytime that anyone mentions the word audience and marketing from a dealership. Because I think that it's an area that's very much underutilized for many dealerships when they are thinking about marketing and they're thinking about that communication strategy, even an event strategy, that they get this data from the factory every single month or every quarter, and they're just not leveraging it and understanding who you're selling cars to and which one of your competitors are selling cars to your customers that may have once been your customers exactly, and so on. I think it's just a, an area that we're not maximizing and it's, I don't want to say it's free, but it's just an area where we can be leveraging that we're not always. You're hundred percent right. It's just a big opportunity. You know, it's just, it's not look, we get so wrapped up in just acquiring that we just don't think about how we can retain. And that's actually a good point. I mean, look, I think a lot of times when we think retention, we think of just customers we've already sold into, but you can actually just look at brand retention, right? right? I mean, I mean, too often, you know, you'll sit down with a dealership and it's like, I got four and a half percent market share. And then, but I'm sharing that market share with three other Hyundai dealerships in the greater metro area of wherever I live, right? Um, yeah. And, and, and that's, a, that's actually a really good point. I mean, I think, you know, when we think of retention, it's not just your customers, it's also just customers overall in, in the brand. And, and But I think a lot of times when we, when we, when we look at reten retention strategies for our industry, it's typically a blast. And, oh, man. God, a I blast. hate that word. Don't you not blast? Yeah, like let's just blast somebody. Like, oh, doesn't yeah. that sound like fun? Do you, <laughs> Melly? Do you like getting blast? Do you like? I mean, who who in the hell wants to get a blast? But it's just such a bad word because I think we we're just like we're just gonna attack everybody all at once. But I think right. to your point, we can get really specific about who we're targeting and what message should we be sharing. Right. 
you know, and you, I think you've that done if this you look across all the different <clears throat> mediums where you can mm -hmm. advertise, and this is not just limited to online because, you know, some brands have a target demographic, their audience might be 60 plus. Yeah. I don't know how long they'll be driving after they hit, you know, 80, but you could de definitely look at other areas and other mediums of who is within that demographic. I'm certainly not um, the biggest proponent of, you know, mailers or some traditional media like newspaper, but in certain areas, for example, I know in the town that I live in, there's a town paper that goes out mm -hmm. and everyone reads the town paper. And I know from the dealerships that I've worked for, certain brands do really well with that demographic. And it's also the demographic who buys their cars. So I think just knowing the different mediums and just knowing who your customers are and where they're consuming media, because although everyone is for the most part connected now digitally, there are people that still get the newspaper every week. There are people who still go through the mail and get mailers and bring them in, whether they're getting <laughs> service or they're coming in because there's inventory. <laughs> you know what, though? I like that strategy. Actually, it's kind of something I've never really kind of thought about. I mean, I think a lot of the times when we think of retention, we're talking about thinking about like just a one-to-one -one communication, right? right. Um, but I think publicly showing retention or, or you know, or, you know, saying, hey, we just want to thank everybody who's driving a Hyundai right. in ABC town, right? Right. And, and it's just, and, and I think that's, a, in, in our way of saying thank you, we're going to do A, B, and C. Um, I, I think that's super, super cool. And it is kind of the mindset of spray and pray. I don't know if you ever heard that old advertising term. It does kind of coincide with that. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you are hitting mm -hmm. that demographic who's driving your car. And if that demographic of 50 plus is still consuming specific types of media, you might want to consider also factoring that in as part of the overall strategy. No, I, I think, I think you're hundred percent there. Now let's, let's, let's go a little bit more into like communication strategies. Cause I think we're right there, right there on the edge of jumping into that, you mm -hmm. know, Again, maybe I'm going back to that blast. I hate the whole concept of it, right? And I think right. to your point, you know, the more targeted we get with our audience, the better we can communicate to them because we can communicate to them on a human to human, per, a human, to human level, right? Mm -hmm. Like we don't have to take this super, super mass approach, um, you know, but so I'm curious, like from a communication strategies perspective, um, mm -hmm. I get caught up on words. I do. People, they, they hate that about me. Like I'll give you for example, I hate the word free. I can't stand free. it. It's, it's like, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I'm like, there's nothing in the world that's free. Value. Exactly. I mean, look, if I, if, as a hundred percent, as a company, if I'm willing to like not charge for something, all right. And I gift that away, that's cool. But I get caught up on stuff like that. But I'd love to kind of get your thought as far as like kind of communication strategies, you know, around, you know, around retention and defining those certain audiences. Okay. So... I was on a call recently. Um, I was actually on another podcast with someone. And right before uh -oh. we started the podcast, You're not cheating and me, he knows you? that I work in the auto industry. And he said to me, did you hear about this guy who hit the Guinness, uh, Guinness Book of World Records for most cars sold ever? And I said, no, I didn't hear about it. And he goes, this guy, he's based out of the Detroit area. Mm -hmm. And he 
he says that one of the keys to his success in selling cars is he sends every single one of his customers a handwritten note every single month. And he ended up hiring an assistant because he couldn't keep up with all the handwritten notes because he sold thousands and thousands of cars. Mm -hmm. So every single month he handwritten, he and his assistant write together thousands and thousands of notes. So I thought that that was a really interesting strategy. And it's not necessarily something that we would talk about today in terms of an overall dealership strategy, but it also ties back into that human factor Mm -hmm. where people like to work with people and the handwritten note has so much value and power in it. I'm with you. Look, I mean, look, the handwritten note, if you kind of break it down to its elements, like what is really the impact of the handwritten note? And Mm -hmm. the, the impact is, is the fact that it's just, it's just a human, human thing. Right. You know, I, I feel like sometimes emails time. get too cold, right? Sorry, right. Go, go ahead. Say that again. I was going to say that someone took the time to write something out handwritten. It wasn't something printed. Yes. It wasn't an email. It was something that was done thoughtfully and it shows care. And that I see is something that could really be a game changer for the industry, even though it's, it's almost like a blast from the past because it, I'm sure before the internet and before computers and all that, people were writing handwritten notes. And so it's a, it's a different perspective. Well, it, it's a I different perspective, but I think the strategy is sound. I kind of think like if, if I was to say like, what is the, the, you know, this current times version of that, right? You know, I find right. like if I grab my phone, I do this a lot on LinkedIn, by the way. I love the LinkedIn video, you know, option. You have like the two minute video, you record it, send it a message to someone. I feel like mm-hmm. that would be almost kind of like the new version, right? It's just yeah, like, let me record absolutely. a very personal video real fast and then I can send it over to them because, I mean, I, I love... Look, I love the handwritten approach, but then something that I miss in any type of black and white text is I don't get the the tonality and I don't see, you know, the, the energy behind right. the message, you know, right. and, and like, do you feel the same? Like how impactful would that be if, if you got a, a, a video message, you know, once a month or once a quarter from somebody that you've done business from? It's such a great idea. I think that's an unbelievable idea. And I think that if as at dealerships, if we were leveraging a platform like LinkedIn for that purpose, it would be so impactful because the chances of someone responding to you, if you send a video to them are so much higher than -hmm. if you just send them a random message with a connecting request. But if you're sending, you know, once you've connected, sending them a nice video talking about maybe inventory, maybe it's someone who you had already reached out to um, through whether it's they had come in for service and now you're looking to take that opportunity to bring them over to purchase a new car. It's a great opportunity to take them and create that connection. Whereas you're right with a letter, you wouldn't have that. Yeah. Well, Look, I, I wouldn't, I gotta be honest with you because you should see me write, um, or type in <laughs> My general, handwriting is pretty bad too. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I sound like a robot when I right. type, you know, I mean, I'm just like, yes, meet today. Okay. 
like I, I don't right. even complete full sentences, right? right. Um, but but you know I connect with people through video. <laughs> like that's just that's right. just what I do. But you know there was one thing I wanted to go kind of as we were talking about that we started to mention a little bit about frequency. So, you know you were talking kind of earlier that once a month. I mentioned something about maybe even doing it once a quarter. And you know I get this question asked a lot, like how often, you know, should I, you know, contact you know, an existing customer. And I don't know if I necessarily have the right answer, but I'd love to get your thought on it. I think just as a consumer in general, it's great to be top of mind. And and that's one of the reasons why I personally love LinkedIn so much is because someone might not be in the market today and they might not be in the market tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but they could be in the market six months from now, or they might know someone today who's in the market. And it's really just about putting out that right message at the right time in front of the right person who needs you right now. So I'm all for leveraging social media daily, weekly, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at least bi-monthly from a sales perspective to, to keep yourself out in front of the customers. And a lot of salespeople have come to me and talked to me in the past about how to do that. Mm -hmm. And one way that you can start specifically with, uh, with LinkedIn is to pull your customer list from your CRM and anyone who are your hot prospects and start connecting with them and start reaching out to them and start engaging with their content. So that way they are starting to see you and they're starting to view your content. So you start to become that top of mind versus just the one-to-one um, contacting them through email directly or you know, doing it through calling them. And that's a really good point. And I think, um, you know, I'm glad you brought up email and, and calling them because, you know, I think frequency is key. And um, I found personally myself, like when I was selling cars, right, is mm-hmm. that I kind of had to determine the frequency of me, like staying in touch with them kind of based on the level of relationship I had with them. Right. You know, like I, I could tell you, like there are some people that I sold cars to that I could call them or some something monthly and they'd be like, thanks, jazz. Great, man. Hope right. you're doing well too. Right. Cause we connected at that kind of, you know, level. Right. Then, right. then there are some that I would say, you know, uh, we connected, but eh, maybe not. It was, it was definitely a transactional in, in, in some phase, you know, and I think maybe reaching out to them quarterly, right. you know, and then I think there were some that were just like, thanks. You know, I, I don't think they'd even remember my name if I even tried, but I mean, at least touching base with them on a yearly basis. So I think that, you know, that I, from a frequency perspective, I think you almost kind of have to ask yourself on the audience, right? Because we're talking about right. defining these audiences. Don't right. treat everybody the same, you know? Right. I wouldn't treat everyone the same. And I also would look at, you know, your customers in terms of, you know, who's looking whether they have a lease expiring or they are someone who just contacted you, I think you have to rate them in terms of, you know, how, how high of a prospect are they versus someone who might just have a lease renewal coming up um, six months from now. Mm-hmm. I think you definitely want to gauge them in terms of how, you want to interact with them, but I think just a rule of thumb, I think there's nothing wrong with reaching out once a quarter, but definitely leveraging social media for your weekly, monthly reach outs, but it's not necessarily just directed at them, but you're still targeting that audience. I, I like the social media 
idea for sure because um, it goes beyond just you know because you, you can send a quick message, but then you can but it, it also promotes a follow, right? Right. So 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 you if they like your message and maybe they just generally like you, you know, they don't really have a problem at adding you as a connect or hitting the follow button. Mm-hmm. And that does give you the opportunity, you know, to be in their feed, you know, uh, through, through throughout the rest of, you know, the ownership or the life of, of the transaction you, you did with them. Right. Um, now, but it's funny, though, because when I think about retention, I mean, over 80% of our communication efforts when it comes to retention or is email. Um, which that I mean, has, doesn't it? It's ridiculous. Yes. I mean, talk about, I mean, you might as well be sending smoke but signals. The open rates are so low. Right. <laughs> now, right. I mean, think, I'm thinking this, like, what would you say, um, smoke signals or email? Which one would you go with? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's funny that you say that. So, and I think for different different businesses, it can be different, but my experience running a dealership marketing department is that the email communication wasn't a, 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 it was more for brand awareness versus, um, lead gen. Yes. And the lead gen came from the individual salespeople who had those one-on-one relationships who were emailing with their guests versus the blast that came from the dealership. Yes. But I mean, the email kind of has a life cycle though to it. It's kind of like once a transaction's right. kind of been completed, do you really want to keep emailing? You know, it's just like, yeah. cause you said you, you nailed it on the head open rates. It's ridiculous. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, at, at best, at <laughs> best you're probably getting a, an eight, maybe a 15% engagement rate. And maybe you're getting a 20% right. open rate. For service. Like, some of the providers that are out there are able to tie a revenue amount and, and for sales too, but for service, I would say we, we would have more success with the email communications versus the sales communications. But for sales, what I always had to deal with was, you know, getting a call from our CRM provider who said, Melanie, you guys are going to get blacklisted if you have too many people who are marking you as spam, deleting your emails or putting your email in the junk folder. (laughs) (laughs) So I, and and we didn't want to lose the ability to, to email customers. So that always freaked me out. Whenever they said that. That would would freak me out too, right? I mean, but that's email. I mean, like if I think of like all the different formats, we talked about social media, we talked about email, we talked about phone calls, you know, and even phone calls. You know know what the probability of someone actually answering answering their phone these days? I mean, you're probably close to 10%, maybe 15% at best, that when you actually call someone, someone's actually going to pick it up. Um, It seems like the holy grail is text message. I, I mean, I know people that I haven't spoken to in probably a year send me a text message and I'm not half to sifting through, you know, 200 emails to eventually find it. it there's no right. way it's going to a spam filter. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I have I have to open it just to it just delete it if I need to, you know, but it just right. seems like if you can get to a place with your customer with a text message conversations, that's like the holy grail of mm-hmm. just a higher level of communication or engagement, don't you think? Right. And, and what you can do with that text message campaign is you could almost implement a similar strategy 
for the whole dealership that your individual sales consultants can do with LinkedIn with sending that video that we had talked about. Yeah. Because you could send a video communication out from the general manager, from the owner, from the service manager, from the sales manager, from the business manager, from whomever, and your open rates are going to be a lot stronger, like your LinkedIn open rates, when someone gets that video message versus getting an email video. No, I I mean, I think about it, but I think of kind of like the pecking order of like how you'd get a hold of me, you know, I mean, um, you know, social media probably would be, you know, up there in the top three Um, Mm -hmm. emails, maybe within 48 hours, right? Uh, Because it's just probably got four or 500 unread emails at any given moment. Yeah. Or or I do have that one email. Jason, that has the email that has like, you know, you see the one person with like the email when it doesn't have a number on it. Yeah. And then you have the other person that has like 36,000 unread emails. You're that person, huh? I'm the 36,000 unread emails. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You were that one. Not my business email, but my personal email. I have to usually do like a massive deletion. Well, you know what's funny is I just recently did that. I'm looking at mine right now and I have uh, 3,096. Yeah, uh, and because it's that one, there's that there's that two or three email accounts that I've just and that's probably like a week of you not looking at it. Probably, yeah, hundred um, percent. But I, I think what it is is if I can get if I can get someone into a text message conversation, I know that you know I'm going to have a higher probability of continuing to engage with them. And I also I'm, I don't know about right. you, but I also don't feel like text message is um, that um, abrasive. You know, like it's not. Sometimes I'm almost kind of annoyed when someone sends me an email. It's like, okay, man, are you kidding me? Another email? <laughs> Another? You know, um, maybe it's because maybe it's with text messages, it's just so easy just to swipe delete if I really don't want it. Um, right. But I almost just don't mind getting text messages from companies that I've done business with. I'm curious, do you? Do you? Yeah, so I, I'm the person who opts in to texting oh, okay. or like discounts. <laughs> so there are many clothing companies that I have opted into their texting for 15% off. And I know that there are many others like me who do the same. And so because I've opted in, I generally get, um, there's one company in particular that I'm thinking of. They're not in the auto space, but they send me a text message probably two times a week mm-hmm. and whatever um, drops that they have with specific sales they'll let me know and occasionally i buy something <laughs> but so it could I, be I'm very the same way sales and service 100 like i i have this um i like i like outdoors so i spend a lot of time camping hiking uh skiing well actually i want to say a lot of time <laughs> the little time i do extra half that's usually what i'm i'm doing in fact actually i'm gonna go skiing right after this podcast nice. um <laughs> you, know, you know but i do have that one company that i and and i gotta be honest with you I almost get a little excited. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little geeky like that. And usually what it is, it, they do this text message, it's the gear of the week, mm-hmm. all right? And it's like whatever gear they're highlight. It's the highlight yeah, of the gear. I love that. that. You know? And, and I, I, get, love it. I get jacked about it. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to save that one for later when I have some time to read it. <laughs> you know? And dealerships that get really into social, they could be texting their customer base about, you know, different things that they have going on, whether it's, it's not, doesn't have to be limited to, sales and service, it could be a specific event that they're doing right now is so important for um, dealerships to be, you know, just cognizant of what the public perception is of dealerships, because there's been so much conversation with the lack of inventory. So 
being involved in the community and letting your customer base know what you're doing in the community via text is also a really great strategy to have. Well, you know what? That's a really good point, right? Because if you have earned your way into my, my tech circle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you need to stay in that tech circle. And I think, right. I think to do that is you, you do need to bring some value. And if every single text message you send is a, just a, a bat thumping over my head of like, you know, discount, 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 deal, 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 sale, sale, sale. I, I, I just think it's, it's too much. Um, I, agree. I, I think that balance of, you know, just being a person and even just like you said, talking about local events or, yeah. you know, just kind of letting people know. I mean, I think, look, I think for, I continue to stay connected, you know, especially like this one company, right? I was thinking this real quick while we were talking about this. The reason why, why do I look forward to these text messages? Because I'm learning something, mm-hmm. right? So there's an educational element to it. I'm finding out about a new piece of gear that I just didn't even know existed. And, and it's just, it's cool to be able to click on it, open up that quick blog. It's, it's a very mm-hmm. short one. There's only like two paragraphs, but I get to read right. a little bit about it. Or sometimes they include a little short little video about it but they took this educational approach. Now I would say maybe once a quarter I get hit with a weekend sell from them mm-hmm. and um, I'm weak. I'll be honest with you. I don't have a lot of self-control. I'm usually, I'm usually there for some <laughs> buying things, Jason. <laughs> oh my gosh. The amount of unopened Amazon boxes I'm staring at over there is pretty. Oh, I'm, that's I'm, so funny. I'm, I'm not going to admit that, but that's um, hilarious. Well, you can even think about it with text messaging. You can even think about it by department. And yeah. if you look at the business managers, for example, dealerships in general do not a great job of letting their customers know everything that happens in the business office until it's time for the customer to purchase a car. Mm, So you could literally have a text campaign with a video that goes through what that process is and breaking down what all the different insurances and what that means and how it could impact. And you can target your prospects who have been in in the last 30, 60 days. You know what? I like that. I think that's a good campaign. And the cool thing is, you know, there's a lot of great systems out there, you know, including the, Yes. That one. Where am I? I'm pointing this way. Yes, there it is. <laughs> uh, but no, look, there are some great tools out there um, that dealerships can use, you know, to put together campaigns like that. I was thinking right. even as you were talking, like, how cool would it be when my leases do? Because I got to be honest with you, like, my leases do, and the only communication I get is your leases do. You need to schedule your appointment. Right. right. And then that's it. Right. I don't get any warning. I mean, I got to be honest, with you, I don't remember this stuff either. Right. You know, it's like yeah. if, if maybe the few months before then, if I was getting a like, a, hey, this is coming. Uh, here are things right. that you should do to prepare or right. you know, here are tips and tricks, you know, for returning, you know, or, you know. Maybe and then you, you can chopping. use all that content on the dealership social page. Exactly. Is, pages or the individual who records them can post them on their own page. And then all of a sudden you become the authority on that specific topic for that, like that specific brand. You know what? I like that. And I think that's actually, I know getting, we're getting towards the tail end of our time, but I actually really like to kind of stop there because I think if anybody that's watching and listening, um, th- that's your big takeaway. We want you to be the, the authority and, and to be, you know, the, the authority of, of, of any type of topic, you gotta be respectful. You know, you That's can't, right. you can't over abuse, you know, a tool like email or text message or phone calls or, 
or, or anything like that. Like you, you need to be respectful. You need to kind of balance out those communication efforts, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, but, but if you, but if you do it and you do it properly, you can get to what you're saying. You can be that, that, that authority. That's right. You know, Content and, to commerce. Oh, I like that. Say that one more time. Content to commerce. There we go. We just had our one liner for the whole podcast right there. Um, <laughs> That's right. Well, Melly, th- this was a lot of fun. Um, I know that we could probably go on a lot longer than this, but we're going to try to do this every single week. This was this was a blast. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed. We'd love to hear what you guys thought of the episode. If there's any topics that you would like us to chat about as well, please you know, feel free to DM myself or Melanie. We'll make sure that gets it into the show. Hey, Melanie, for anybody out there watching and listening and like to connect with you, what's the best way to do so? The best way to do so is through my website, melanieborden.com. And you can always find me. I'm the guy on the mic anywhere on LinkedIn, but you can also find me at strategywithjason.com. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you listening. Have a wonderful day. Thanks.